Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 80, and I'm drinking Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. For each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose Fireball for this episode because it's super popular, and even though I'm not a big fan of cinnamon, I can't ignore it. Also, it's a great marketing success story. Fireball started life as just a branded flavor underneath the more diverse brand's product line, but it was rebranded as a standalone product. And with heavy marketing support, it simply caught fire in popularity. More to come in the history, but first, let's talk about the bottle. The bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliter bottle of Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. It is 33% alcohol by volume, making it 66 proof, and it retails for about $15. It's a simple clear glass bottle. It's fairly flat and what I'd call a rather classic whiskey bottle shape. Has a short neck, gently sloped shoulder, no embossing at all on the bottle, save for the bottom where there's some manufacturing marks and volume notations. The front label, I'll say I'm not a big fan of. The concept is solid and the execution good for the most part, but I suppose I take issue with the mascot. I don't know if he's actually the mascot, but it's the brand calls a red dragon. It's prominently featured on the label, and to me, it looks almost amateurish. It has the body of a man with a smooth snake's tail and some claws on the feet and hands. And then there's a head that sort of is out of proportion and perspective maybe that looks stuck on the body of this dragon. Has a dragon's mouth and the head is covered in flames coming off it. So it's disproportionate to the rest of the body. It's also spitting a ball of fire out of its mouth, but the pose in general looks like he's dunking a basketball. Mid-leap in the air with the left arm up and the right arm down, the fireball looks like a basketball. It's just a little weird. But who am I to judge? It's obviously working very well for the brand, as you'll find out. The rest of the label is an orangish-yellow color that's printed on a clear substrate, and the edges are darkened ragged even, and burned through in places to give the sense of the whole label being singed parchment. The word FIREBALL in all caps is arched at the top, and below is CINNAMON WHISKEY, note with no E. Then the words RED and HOT flank the dragon man. Proof information and whiskey with natural cinnamon flavor completes the front label. A small neck label picks up the singed parchment theme and the ball of fire alone is printed on it. The back label has crisp edges and corners, but it is burned through in the middle, revealing a black version of the jumping dragon man printed on the inside of the front label. He's therefore framed in the window of the back label viewed through the whiskey. Text at the top of the back label reads, Ignite the night. What you have here is smooth whiskey with a fiery kick of red-hot cinnamon. It tastes like heaven, burns like hell. What happens next is up to you. Legal stuff completes the back label and the bottle is capped with a simple red metal screw cap. Okay, let's give it a try. We're going to open the bottle up. Here we go. Screw cap's on there. 
and cinnamon aroma has just permeated the area. It is very strongly cinnamon. I will be tasting the spirit neat though using a clean Glencairn glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass that I always use and neat is undiluted straight out of the bottle, room temperature. So let's give it a pour. In the glass, it's very amber. It's orange more than it's gold. And on the nose, <laughs> cinnamon. I mean, overpowering cinnamon. It is potent. It's spicy. And I've heard spiciness described as sharpness, which may be a good description. It smells like red hot candies or atomic fireball cinnamon candy, or big red bubblegum. Pick a cinnamon candy. That's what this is like. It, <laughs> it's only 66 proof, but man, it just it heats up my nostrils. It's not the ethanol, it's the cinnamon. Okay, let's go for a taste. Oh, wow. Ow. God, that burns. <laughs> oh, it burns. Yeah. I. It, ooh. I'm not a big cinnamon fan. I will admit. I'm not. I don't really like cinnamon. It's because it burns. The flavor isn't bad, but oh, sharpness is a good description. It's hot and sharp. On the palate, though, it's got a pleasant flavor up front. There's some sweetness to it, but oh, then the heat. Let's try it again. Oh, there's so much cinnamon flavor in it. I almost pick up like the, the woody notes of the cinnamon bark. There is sweetness. I don't get any hints of whiskey. This could be made out of anything. It certainly doesn't taste like whiskey. You can't taste anything but burning cinnamon. Okay, now on to the history. Fireball started life in the early 1980s, around 1984 as far as I can tell, as Dr. McGillicuddy's Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. A Canadian brand, originally with only Canadian distribution, the Dr. McGillicuddy's line of flavored liqueurs was created by Seagram's and survives today under the ownership of Sazerac, who acquired the brand in 1989. Based upon a fictitious 19th century physician named, of course, McGillicuddy, who was credited with creating what Bloomberg Business Week called vaguely pharmaceutical beverages, like a flavor that's still around, menthol mint. The brand was designed as a shots brand. The current Dr. McGillicuddy's tagline is Shooting straight since 1865. Seems to be no honesty in dates. Anyway, the Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey flavor caught on in Canada, where the heat of the cinnamon appealed to those in northern climates looking to warm up. Think stereotypical Canadian pastimes like ice hockey or ice fishing. Both benefit from a little internal heat. The 1980s were an interesting time in the drinks business in North America. 
Vodka had unseated whiskey as the most popular category of spirits around 1976, and the transition to white spirits from brown happened rather quickly. And while the explosion of flavored vodkas was still decades off, this was the era of the wine cooler, and plenty of brightly colored and flavored liqueurs, of which I've featured many, including Midori and Galliano. So the environment that Dr. McGillicuddy's Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey launched into rode this wave of flavored trend, but by the end of the 80s, the trend was waning. For Sazerac, the purchase from Seagram's kicked off a period of aggressive acquisitions. The Sazerac Company, based in New Orleans today, traces its roots back some 400 years to the Cognac region of France, and is one in the same with the original Sazerac cocktail. The brand actually owns the trademark on Sazerac cocktail labels. The purchase of a portfolio of seven brands from Seagram's in 1989 that included Dr. McGillicuddy's jump-started Sazerac's rise to become a major player in the spirits business today. Today, owning a portfolio of valuable brands, mostly focused on bourbons and whiskeys, ranging from affordable and popular, like Buffalo Trace, to sought-after and expensive, like Pappy Van Winkle. Fireball, as you'll learn, adds quite a bit of value to Sazerac's bottom line. Dr. McGillicuddy's Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey could be viewed as a diamond in the rough, just waiting to be discovered. Under the Dr. McGillicuddy's brand, it was popular, but not really noteworthy. And it was also only sold in Canada. The label on these Dr. McGillicuddy bottles I find more appealing than the current dragon motif. It was mostly just a fireball on the label, and I'll provide a link to an image in show notes if you want to see an old one for yourself. All that said, someone at Sazerac wisely recognized the potential in Fireball, and in 2007, it was spun out from underneath the Dr. McGillicuddy's brand and rebranded as a standalone product we know today. There is no mention of any change in manufacture or formulation of the product, just a rebrand. And with the rebrand, Fireball was introduced to the U.S. market. In 2010, a hometown, New Orleans, advertising agency named Zender Communications was hired to create a social media campaign to promote Fireball. Sazerac also hired a young man named Richard Palms as Fireball's first brand ambassador. Then only 25 years old, Palms had been an actor in local theater, said to be well-spoken, and identified well with the target market for the new standalone Fireball. And Fireball's intended target market? Well, it's a product that's mostly consumed as a shot, referred to as a challenge shot in the industry, the type of spirit your friends at a bar will challenge you to take. This challenge shot space was the domain of Jägermeister that I featured back on episode 71. Fireball as a product had a leg up on Jäger, because it's not medicinal, tends to appeal more to women, men like it as well, it's technically a whiskey, and a strong cinnamon flavor can mask the smell of alcohol on your breath. Plus, at only 66 proof, it's better suited for follow-on consumption compared to a standard whiskey at 80 proof or more. In short, Fireball appeals to those people looking to party. So Richard Palms became the brand ambassador, and he was armed with a company credit card, swag, or branded merchandise, and perhaps most importantly, the keys to Fireball's social media accounts. Nashville, Tennessee was the city in the U.S. where Fireball first caught on organically. Via Twitter, Palms, acting through the Fireball Twitter account, connected with bartender fans in the city. 
and he traveled there to see the secret of Fireball's success. What Fireball excelled at early on in its rebranded years was inducing trial, and Palms did this by buying tons of shots for people at bars. The attributes of the product itself drove repeat purchase and preference. Once somebody had sampled it, they tended to like it. So this focus on sampling, supported by the ample application of branded merchandise, helped Fireball become the anti-Jägermeister in carefully selected markets, mostly college towns with thriving bar scenes. A tactic that Palms employed was to visit a bar, count how many people were in the bar, and then order shots of Fireball for the whole house. This often referenced ritual of drinks on me, we see in movies and TV shows quite often, but it doesn't really happen in real life, or infrequently enough that it is memorable. So when a whole bar took a shot of Fireball together, that created a shared moment focused on Fireball. It's clever in its simplicity. Palms began traveling the country, buying as many people shots of Fireball as possible, essentially just being paid to bar hop constantly and buy Fireball nonstop. I imagine it must have been fun, but exhausting. And Palms, though a pioneer, he only lasted in the brand ambassador role for about two years. He handed the reins over to a protege of his out of Colorado that he had trained up after only two years. Fireball also leveraged some early influencers on social media to promote the brand. And it seems these relationships were fostered not through direct sponsorship deals, but rather thank yous of Fireball swag and sharing photos and recognition of fans and influencers on Fireball's social accounts. And all this early promotion really paid off. In 2011, Fireball's sales ended up at only 1.9 million in U.S. sales. How much of that was Palm's own purchases on Sazerac's company credit card, we'll never know. But by 2013, just two years later, sales had skyrocketed to 61 million. And while Sazerac tends to be pretty tight-lipped about their brands, it's become apparent now to anyone who's paying attention that Fireball has become amazingly successful. In 2020, the brand sold about 6.23 million 9-liter equivalent cases. That's a tremendous volume of cinnamon-flavored whiskey. And they sell it in a surprising number of form factors and formulations. Currently, as of the time of this recording in late 2021, Fireball is available in my home state of Oregon in the standard glass 750ml bottle I'm sampling from, plus a plastic version known as a Traveler, as well as smaller sizes including a 375ml bottle, 200ml bottle, 50ml bottle, multi-packs of 200 and 50ml bottles, And then they have larger sizes, including a 1 liter, a 1 liter party bucket, a 1.75 liter bottle, and then the most innovative and limited release, which is a 3-pack of 1.75 liter bag-in-box. Think boxed wine packaging. Pure fireball cinnamon whiskey in a plastic bag and a cardboard box. And all these sizes are without any traditional brand extension. There are no other flavors of Fireball. It's all cinnamon. However, beyond the 33% ABV or 66 proof flavored whiskey that's sold through state-controlled liquor stores here in Oregon, 
Fireball has cleverly created different formulations that are technically different products and brands to capture more market share. Liquor laws vary by state, and Oregon is one of 17 control states where a government body controls all sales of distilled spirits, and in some states, all alcohol inclusive of beer and wine. So in Oregon, we're price fixed, which is a great benefit to the consumer, in my view, and we have wide availability at liquor stores. What we don't have is distilled spirits sold in grocery stores, convenience stores, or other retailers like Costco. Our laws do allow for beer and wine to be sold widely though, meaning you can get lower proof alcohol everywhere you'd expect, convenience stores, grocery stores, etc. And to work within the confines of the laws in Oregon specifically, Fireball has done something that up until now, I haven't seen another brand do so successfully or deliberately. Sazerac has created a sister brand named Fireball Cinnamon. Note, whiskey is not on the label. But otherwise, it looks the same to the consumer. I was fooled and surprised to see 10 packs of Fireball Cinnamon at my grocery store. 10 packs of 50 milliliter bottles. Knowing that true distilled spirits can't be sold through that retail channel. The brilliance of Fireball Cinnamon is that for my home state of Oregon, it is a wine-based drink. In the eyes of the law, it's a cinnamon-flavored wine beverage, bottled at what I believe to be at or near the allowable limit of 21% ABV or 42 proof. For other states, Fireball Cinnamon is produced as a malt-based beverage, technically a cinnamon-flavored beer lacking hops, making it a malt beverage. The malt-based Fireball Cinnamon is only 16.5% ABV or 33 proof. Half the proof of the whiskey, but just drink twice as much and you'll get the same effect. The brand says of Fireball Cinnamon on their website that it's made using their proprietary recipe, capturing the essence of the Fireball taste experience consumers love. By creating separate yet related products that meet these legal requirements, Fireball claims they're able to offer Fireball to approximately 170,000 more stores in the U.S. that are only licensed to sell beer, malt beverages, and wine. But the brand's not done yet. The state of Ohio is an outlier in their laws, and they have a potency limit on distilled spirits that segregates their sales locations. To reach the most consumers, Fireball bottles a special, lower-proof version of Fireball whiskey, real distilled spirits, actual whiskey, just for Ohio that's 42 proof or 21% ABV. Same proof as the wine-based Fireball Cinnamon, sold in Oregon. The same blurb on the website about capturing the essence of Fireball to give consumers more access at this lower proof Ohio bottling opens the brand up to an additional 6,000 retail locations in Ohio that can only sell lower proof spirits. This product innovation and brand extension in a sister product that's technically legally different than the Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey with intentional Consumer confusion, I think, that Fireball is okay with letting the consumer think they're getting the same thing at the grocery store that they might at the liquor store. And that's probably okay because they're just selling more Fireball in whatever form. Fireball's success attracted competitive products, and Sazerac took legal action against many companies. All of the lawsuits, I believe, were settled or dropped, except for maybe the most recent. One of the first was in 2012 when Sazerac sued Hood River Distillers, my local or Oregon-based distiller, for their Sinfire 
cinnamon whiskey. The suit was settled and Sinfire remains on shelves today. In 2015, Sazerac sued Brown Foreman over Jack Daniels' Tennessee Fire, but the lawsuit was also dropped. In 2017, Sazerac sued Caribbean distillers for their cinnamon-flavored product named Mad Hen and may have won. I couldn't find resolution on this lawsuit, but based on the description, it seemed like it was a total and complete knockoff. Whether or not that's how the legal system saw it, I'm not sure, but Sazerac definitely knows that their brand of Fireball is worth protecting. Now on to how it's made. Official sources are sparse. Sazerac owns a lot of distilling capacity now, and while originally Fireball was a Canadian whiskey, that may not be the case any longer. The word whiskey is still spelled in the Canadian way without an E, but the label doesn't make any claims of it being Canadian. To the contrary, the back label states that Fireball is produced by Sazerac Company, Inc. in Frankfurt, Kentucky. There's also no age statement on this bottle, so it could very well be unaged or raw whiskey at its core. As a flavored product, the whiskey doesn't drive the flavor. I couldn't even taste it under the cinnamon that was just overpowering in my view. So if it's not aged, to get the color, legally Fireball can contain up to 2.5% caramel coloring by volume and still be sold in the US, according to the TTB. Caramel color in this sense is just burned sugar that's not meant to flavor the beverage or sweeten the beverage, just color it. My assumption is that coloring is added if for no other reason than to maintain consistency batch to batch. Fireball, of course, also contains cinnamon, about nine truckloads of it, it seems. There's so much cinnamon in it. I'm, I'm not a huge cinnamon fan. It's really hot. But I'll bet due to price point alone, the cinnamon used is actually cassia, or the lower grade of cinnamon. In the European Union, it would likely be labeled as cassia versus cinnamon if sold as a spice. This is compared to Ceylon or true cinnamon. You can listen to episode 63 on Zubrovka to learn more about cinnamon, where I cover it there. But there's a lot of cinnamon of some form in Fireball. Fireball is also sweetened. While not labeled as a liqueur, essentially you can view it as a liqueur. It's got a sweetener added because the product is too sweet to just be whiskey and cinnamon. And to back this up, back in 2014, there was a bit of a scandal when elevated levels of propylene glycol were discovered in batches of Fireball in Europe. This chemical can legally be used as a food additive in some places at low levels, and it's mostly harmless. It is also sweet, and it's used in antifreeze. This antifreeze connection led to the scandal where claims that Fireball was made with antifreeze, which would just be as true as saying that it was made with glass cleaner because glass cleaner and Fireball both contain water. Fireball has since reformulated to remove the propylene glycol that they said was used for shelf stability. And of course, there's water in the bottle too, necessary to bring it to the correct proof. The last thing about production is a rumor I've heard. And while I pride myself on being well-researched and having my facts straight, this rumor feels relevant to me to share. It's simply the fact that Fireball became so popular, Sazerac needed a lot of whiskey for its production. And given the fact that they own a wide range of whiskey brands, the whiskey is sourced from the culls, or the barrels destined for other brands that would be unflavored, but they don't pass muster with the master distillers to be bottled or blended on their own. So this inferior whiskey 
is used for fireball production. And to be honest, if true, this seems perfectly reasonable and probably good for the entire Sazerac organization. But again, it's just a rumor, but with sales around 6 million cases, that's a lot of whiskey. Okay, on to cocktails and consumption. Basically, you do shots of Fireball. That's how you drink it. It's, it's a shot. It has been mixed in a whole range of cocktails if you want cinnamon overpowering your palate. Yeah, but most Fireball is consumed as a shot. So in summary, what do I think of Fireball? I'll be honest, cinnamon is not my favorite flavor. It's not overly offensive, but it's just too sharp or spicy for my palate. The flavor up front is good if I could keep it from burning at the end. I mean, it, I guess their tagline or positioning statement is pretty true. It, it tastes like heaven and burns like hell. It's just, ah, it's too much for me. I'm not a fan of the flavor, but I will say I really appreciate the brand, the success, the innovation they've done with product to basically find all the loopholes or not really loopholes, but just the opportunities in different state-by-state laws and to actually gear up production and that Sazerac is a big enough company that they have the capability to do special runs for special states. Also, as a marketer by trade, you gotta love the marketing. The fact that they just went out there and basically bought their position by buying their own product for anybody that happened to be around. It's like, can I buy you a shot? That's what they did for the first couple of years is just bought their own product in bar locations. Inducing trial, which is the number one thing you want to do. You get people to try it. Most people like it. And so they'll buy it on their own. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorinthecoureconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast platform. I strive to be there. The show is also on social media. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. I love hearing from my listeners. So if there's a spirit you'd like to know more about, reach out. Let me know. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>